0: Welcome to the Dare to Multiply podcast. On this podcast, we help passionate Jesus followers become courageous, obedient disciples who impact their communities for the kingdom of God. I'm your host, Cynthia Anderson, a disciple multiplication coach and trainer. I'm going to show you how to make and multiply disciples in your area. God's got great things ahead for you. Let's Dare to Multiply. On this episode of the Dare to Multiply Podcast, I am talking about spiritual gifts and how do they work in a disciple-making movement, in a house church, a micro church, or a discovery Bible study group. How do you develop spiritual gifts and how do you help those who are there and a part of the group? discover what their unique spiritual gifts are and make space for them now we know this doesn't always happen in a large congregation where there's room for people to experiment and learn and grow in their spiritual gifts and it happens in a wonderful way in discovery groups and in a small group context such as in a house church so we're going to talk more about that and we'll be back with that in just a moment are you busy but not seeing the fruit you long for? Dissatisfied with your present level of impact on those around you? Are frustrated with traditional methods of discipleship that don't seem to be effective? If so, The Getting Started in Disciple Making Movement's course may be just what you need. Inside the Getting Started program, you'll get access to a step-by-step proven approach to making and multiplying disciples. Not only will you receive 25 short and practical video teachings spread out over six modules, but you'll have a chance to connect with others for group coaching via our monthly Zoom calls. And even more importantly, you'll become part of a global community of like-minded people from all over the world who are passionately committed to following Jesus and impacting others around them. If you want to get unstuck and begin moving forward as a disciple who makes disciples, I encourage you to go to courses.dmmsfrontiermissions.com and sign up for this powerful program today. And now to today's episode. How do you how do you deal with the fivefold ministry gifts? What's that how is that expressed in a house church? So often so many of the things that we think about church are more from what we have experienced in our culture and in our traditions than they are about what the Bible actually says about church or the ecclesia, as is the Greek word, and how that's expressed in the New Testament. And we want to go back and see what did they do? What did Jesus do? What did Paul do? How was the church expressed in the New Testament to get our answers for these things? So um, one of the key passages that talks about spiritual gifts, of course, is 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and i want to read for you uh, 1 corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 where it's talking about different spiritual gifts that are given to the body of christ and it says this it says in verse 7 a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other i want to read it again this is the new living translation and it says a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other Right. So why are spiritual gifts given in the first place? They're given so we can help each other so that the body of Christ can be built up and so we can see the body of Christ expressed more fully and more adequately in the world. But I want you to especially notice what it says about a spiritual gift is given to each of us right and paul is writing to the corinthian church and he is saying that each one of you who are in this group and the corinthian church again they didn't have a big huge church building with a big platform and sound system and you know um all the things that many of the churches that we see today have it, they they met in um you know a, a home they met in uh Public space. And so he's saying to them, each one of you has been given a spiritual gift, and that the Holy Spirit will give you, and, and often multiple gifts. And it's no different with these five fold ministry gifts. But how do you know what is the spiritual gift you've been given? That spiritual gift is expressed as we get opportunity to practice and to try different things. Do you know if you have the gift of an evangelist? Well, if you've never tried to share the gospel, you're not going to discover if that's a spiritual gift in your life. You may need a little bit of training and some experience of trying to share the gospel before that gift starts to actually really flow through you. Uh, do you have a prophetic gift? Do you have the gift of the New Testament prophet, which is different? different i might say from an old testament <clears throat> expression of the prophetic gift do you have a prophetic gift how would you know that if you never had an opportunity in a safe environment to try to share something that you believe god is saying right um, and that's where in the context of smaller groups of uh, smaller groups of believers who are meeting together these gifts can so naturally be expressed, and be tested in a safe environment. And we want to create space inside of those small groups that meet in homes or, as as we've said, house churches or micro churches. We want to create space for people to try to use those gifts that God has given and um, to encourage the development and discovery of those spiritual gifts. But um, another one, the gift of pastor, right? How is that expressed? Well, if you actually look at the, the word of God and you do a word search and you try to see where is the word pastor used in the Bible, you will not find it used in the sense that we use it today. That might be a surprise to you, but you will not find that. You will find that the word pastor is used as an expression of a spiritual gift. It's a gift of caring for people, of shepherding people, of loving on people. And uh, it's a gift often of counseling people. And it's it's a shepherding gift, a gift of nurturing and developing and loving on people. And I've known people who have that gift of pastor but they don't get to express it because they haven't been given the title pastor and they don't have a pulpit from which to preach. Well, actually the gift, the spiritual gift of pastoring is is quite different from pulp, a pulpiteer or someone who stands in a pulpit and preaches. That's a very different kind of gifting. And so how do you express that in a small Bible study group or in a house church? You express it by giving opportunity for them to love on people who are in the group and encourage them. You might give them the responsibility to um, to oversee the the member care part where we're starting the group by having everyone share how they're doing and their prayer need in the, what we call in the three-part meeting, the look back portion. So maybe they're going to be someone and you, you rotate that around, but you find somebody's really good at leading that part and really facilitating that caring for one another part of that house church meeting. The pastor gift is being expressed Just one more thing, as we talk about the gift of pastor, I had, um, there was a pastor at my home church. And he was on staff of the church. And he was the actually the singles pastor. And then he got married, and he became an associate pastor. But later on, he left and he became a salesperson at a furniture store. And I had a conversation a couple months after that had happened. And I said, pastor, how's that going? How do you feel about You know, working at a furniture store and not being in the quote unquote ministry anymore. And he said this to me. He said, uh, he said, Cindy, he said, I am pastoring more than I ever have before working here in this furniture store. And I thought that is so beautiful and so true. It was something that the Holy Spirit had placed upon him and within him. And he didn't have to be in a pulpit to express the gift of pastor. He just needed to be around people and he naturally loved on them and pastored them and cared for them and shepherded them. And so we see that gift of pastor was not only expressed in a church context, but it was spread, expressed just out of the overflow of his life. And I think that's the way spiritual gifts work as we discover what they are. Um, those things naturally flow out of us. Let me talk for a minute about the gift of apostle. Well, the gift of apostle, again, it's the gift, the spiritual gift that's talked about for of pioneering. Often today, we would call that person an, an entrepreneur in the kingdom. There's someone who goes into new places. They do new things things, they pioneer new things with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, who in your group that you have in your house church has the gift of apostle. They love to go to new places. They get excited when you start to talk about a new new, um, thing that you're going to do as a house church. Let's start a new group over in this neighborhood, or let's go out on outreach and see if we can pioneer something new. If you see them starting to get excited, they just may have that apostolic gift. Uh, So you want to help them discover it by creating opportunities for it to be expressed. But once again, the gift of apostle it's not someone who stands up in front and they say i am apostle so and so and i am here to do the apostolic ministry and let me come and lay hands on you no that's not what's expressed in the new testament when we find the gift of apostleship, right? The apostle is someone who pioneers and innovates and starts new things as the apostle Paul went into new areas and he pioneered new works and he was he was uh, starting new things in the kingdom. So um, I hope that's helpful. It's uh, in many ways much better to develop spiritual gifts in a small safe context then when we look at the current model that we see in so many churches where you have a few people who are paid professionals standing up on a stage and they're exercising their spiritual gifts and doing it very well in many ta- in many ways and yet this verse in 1 Corinthians 12:7 says to each one to each of us is given a gift so we can help each other. How do you make space for people to develop and express their gifts and discover their gifts? That's often so much more easily done in a small group, as we see in a Discovery Bible study or in a disciple making movement where those groups, small groups are being started. Those groups are starting to multiply. People have an opportunity to share what they're learning with others. They're exploring their gifts. And so things begin to grow and multiply in that way. God bless you. You guys have a wonderful week. Making disciples and sharing Jesus with those around you can be difficult. We need help to keep our faith alive as we step out to do new things. Faith to Move Mountains, stirring our faith to believe for movements among the unreached, is a 30-day devotional that will encourage your heart and build your faith. In it, I and my co-author, Kevin Sutter, share a scripture, a story, and a challenge each day from years of frontline experience working in tough places. Like I said, making disciples can be hard, progress is often slow, and breakthroughs seem distant. This devotional will kickstart your faith for a movement of disciples in your area. Grab a copy on Amazon.com today. So we've had a great conversation. I hope it was helpful to you about spiritual gifts. Here's your action step. I always love to give action steps. If you don't know what your spiritual gifts are yet, go to that passage in 1 Corinthians 12 and read through that. Go to the passages in other parts of the Bible, like Ephesians, and read through the spiritual gifts and ask God to show you which gift you haven't yet experimented with. Maybe you have a pastoral gift, but you've never experimented with it. I would guess you probably already have an inkling that you may have that gift, though, Um, but experiment with something that you maybe are interested in, but you haven't ever tried to develop, find a way to experiment or grow in that. And if you're the leader of a small group, a house church, a micro church, Think about the people that are in your group and write down some ideas of what you think their gifts may be. And then think about how you could make space or room or encourage those gifts to come forth and to be used inside the group and affirm those people to try and and to use those gifts and be a door opener for those new gifts that are maybe latent within them to be released this week. God bless. We'll see you in the next podcast episode. That's all we've got for this episode of the Dare to Multiply podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at dmmsfrontiermissions.com slash blog on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, God's dreams for us are always bigger than we can imagine.